training the entrepreneurs that will position us for the 22nd century. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Jamie Cassip, Education Evangelist at Google. Welcome, Jamie. Thanks for having me. So give us a brief summary of your journey then that led you actually to, to Google. And what is your personal mission as Chief Education Evangelist there? Yeah, uh, again, thanks for having me. I, it's funny that you say the journey up to what got me to Google. I've been at Google now for 13 years. I don't actually remember what life was like before I got there. And, and so, but in the past 13 years, I've been focused in the education space, specifically around how we can use technology and education to bring education to the next level. So I was part of the team that launched Google Apps for Education that we now call G Suite into the university space. I was part of the team that launched uh, Google Apps into K-12. And, and then I was part of the team that launched Chromebooks in education. And so my role at Google is to support all the teams that are doing things in the education space, to be a, a subject matter expert, but to also bring back the voice of educators. I spent, last year I traveled 300,000 miles. I'm on, actually this afternoon on my way to Dallas to speak at an event. And I bring back the voice of what's happening in education and how we can find ways to leverage technology and digitalization in the education community. Okay, so then let's get to it. Yeah. The, the infants that are born today, and I would say over the next few years, will become the people who position us for the 22nd century. Mm -hmm. What vital skills can we identify today that these future entrepreneurs are gonna need to have? Yeah, and, and it's funny because it's the same skills that we've been talking about for the longest time, right? It is the problem solving, critical thinking, collaboration, ability to learn, which is something that's you because it means something different and creativity, right? To me, those are the five things. Everything else fits in those five. And we've been talking about these skills in education and outside education for, for so long, we call them 21st century skills, right? We're 20 years into the 21st century. Uh, if you want to trigger me, call them soft skills. They're not soft skills. They are absolutely critical things you need to know how to do. And so it's important to understand how we can help students build those. And so for, I'll give you an example. Oftentimes we ask students, all of us are guilty of asking students, hey, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right? Well, that question doesn't make sense anymore. As you probably know more than anyone, jobs are consistently shifting. Jobs are changing. Change happens faster today than any time in history. And so asking a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up when they don't know what jobs exist in the future is not the right question. The better question, if we want problem solvers, is to start asking students, what problem do you, do you want to solve? What's the problem that spins in your head? And then we can ask them from an education perspective, what are the knowledge, skills, and abilities you need to have to solve that problem? And how can we start helping you develop those knowledge, skills, and abilities? And I think digitalization and technology play a huge role in helping kids develop those skills or those problems that they're interested in solving. Is today's public education system, K through 12 or even higher, up to the task of equipping the next generation of entrepreneurs or does it need to evolve still? So I think like in, in anything, everything needs to evolve. I, I'm not one of those education advocates that gets on stage and says education is broken or it hasn't changed in 100, 150 years because Education has changed. It's changed dramatically in the last 10 years. And we have more people today with a high school degree than we've ever had in history. We have more people with a college degree than any time in history. So it's not that education is broken. It's what, you are, what you're trying to say, which is what we need to do is bring education to the next level, is to understand that education served us well for a very long time. 
and that now we need to understand what the future looks like and do what our forefathers in education did 150 years ago and build the right kinds of models for the future that we face so that we're building the skills that we need. And that's where I think education needs to go. And I, to be honest with you, I see that happening. I, look, I've worked across different, I, before my time at Google, I spent two years at Charles Schwab. I spent seven years at Accenture. I worked for Governor Cuomo uh, when I started my career. So I've worked across so many different workforces. And there is no more passionate and dedicated workforce than teachers. They, they, you know, I can make a teacher cry in 30 seconds, right? They, they are passionate. They're dedicated. They, they love what they do. If we give them the tools and the resources and we give them the, the, basically the rope to go out and do what they know is right, I think we can see tremendous uh, evolution in the education space. 40 years ago, people mm -hmm. objected to allowing calculators in class then the internet happened. Right. So what's the right balance between teaching students to think for themselves mm -hmm. versus having all the answers at the other end of their search query? Yeah, and, and I think the, the, the goal has always been the same, which isn't to have information in your head, but there was a reason why we had to have the information in your head. Because if you ask me what happened on December 7th of 1941, and I didn't know, now we're talking about 24 hours before I can find out, right? I have to go get the library, I, I, or, or you can go to an encyclopedia. I, I grew up poor, I didn't have encyclopedias. Well, you know, we had the M, right? We had like one encyclopedia. But we didn't have, we didn't have the resources at our fingertips. Now we do. So it's not about putting information in our heads anymore. It's about helping people take information and convert it into intelligence. Right? And I think that's the exciting part is that it's no longer about just storing all this information, but actually taking this information and converting it into original thought, into original arguments, into, into intelligence that you can use to solve the problems that you're passionate about. I, I think we tend to, we got to be careful. And, and by the way, in terms of kids using technology, I think moderation is the answer and moderation is usually the answer for everything. You have to have rules. You have to have, you know, human beings can't do two things at the same time. So if I was talking to you right now and you are on your phone, I know you can't hear me, right? Like, so yeah, kids shouldn't have their phones out while you're speaking to them, right? So it's understanding how the, the brain works and adapting to that. But we also have to be careful with romanticizing the past. I grew up in New York in the 60s and 70s and 80s. I can guarantee you that I don't ever remember anyone in a subway, you know, drinking martinis, talking to each other, right? Like, like everyone kept to themselves. They, everyone wished they had a phone that they can stare into, right? So, so we have to be careful with romanticizing what the past looked like and understand that this generation is a generation of problem solvers. And it's because they have this information at their fingertips to create solutions and original thought. And that's what's exciting about the future. What role does business and industry play in shaping the education experience? And what is the right student grade level uh, for them to engage? I, that's a great question because I think every single one of us, whether you're in the business community, community or in the tech community, can, can contribute to the education community. I myself, I go into a school here in downtown Phoenix and I teach communication skills, something that I'm decent at. And so I go in and share my gifts and my talents with students, 10th graders, and I talk to them about communication skills and problem solving skills and how to put stories together. And so I'm working with those students every couple of weeks over a course of a semester. All of us have a talent. All of us have a gift. All of us have expertise in an area. 
if we, instead of waiting for education to ask us for help, but if we go into, the into our communities of education and say, how can I help with my expertise? Where can I add value? How can I mentor students or have students come in and see what we do at work? Like create that partnership. I think it goes both ways. It's not, teachers are busy. They're not gonna have time to sit there and figure out which are the right business community leaders to involve in what they do. It's up to the business community to go in and say, how can I help? What can I do to, to, to bring some of my own expertise into your space? Is today's emphasis on STEM enough or should it be augmented by other disciplines? I, I think it's this, I think what we're looking for, what we should be looking for is this perfect balance of STEM, if you want to call it that. I, I sometimes struggle with the word STEM. It's just science, right? Like the idea of math as, I, I don't understand why we failed on at teaching students math. And this idea that when I talk to students, I tell them that math is the matrix, right? If you can understand math, you are inside anything. Everything around you is, is, is numbers, it's math, mathematical formulas. Everything that we're doing right now is based on mathematics. And if you can understand that, you can do almost anything. So understanding the STEM thing as basic things in science like mathematics is absolutely critical, but also tie that to the human skills, right? So at the end of the day, you know, we talk about automation and robotics, but really, what they're doing is, is replacing process work. And what we need to do is think about what human's work is. What does that look like? The creativity, the problem solving, the collaboration, those things. If we can combine that with the sciences, then I think that could be a magic formula. Okay, I get it. Math's important. We all agree. And, and I think certainly um, as it relates to uh, the future and understanding science, but how do you convince the eighth grade algebra student that there is a really good reason to solve for X. Yeah, and, and that's a great question because I think you need to make education relevant, right? And everyone wants to know, why am I learning X? It doesn't matter what grade you're in, right? It's, I have a five-year-old. If I start teaching her random things, her, her first question is like, why are you teaching me this, right? Like, it has to be tied to what they're passionate about, what they care about. So that's why it's important if we ask students, what do you want to, what problem do you want to solve? What's the, how do you want to solve that problem? What's the way you want to solve that problem? And then we can say to them, well, what do you need to learn to solve that problem? Let's, let's figure that out together. And what you will discover is that math is going to be part of that solution. It's just, you can't help it, right? So it's tying in the relevance of what we're teaching to what they are interested, what they're passionate about, and let kids drive what that learning looks like. Jamie Cassip, Education Evangelist at Google. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. If somebody wants to connect with you, Jamie, maybe they want to find out more about, I don't know, how to get the letter N or O or whatever. How can they do that? Yeah, so, so the best way to contact me is to Twitter. I, I have, um, my message button is open, so it's at J-C-A-S-A-P. And then I would encourage everyone to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And it's the same thing, J-C-A-S-A-P at YouTube. And I've been building a lot of content on there around advice, around lessons learned, around education, the speed of learning, how to network, how to do those things so that we can all learn together. And I'm trying to do that through my YouTube channel. And you're doing a great job. Thanks again, Jamie. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.